Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where you look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are, it's a bit of long-standing uh, listener request. Raising Arizona is what we're covering today. Wild, Nicholas wild Cage, stuff. Coleman <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> It's good. It's good, but it's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a nutso movie. Uh this is actually my first time watching this movie. Me too. I had never seen this movie before. But yeah. I like really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fine. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It's fun. It's <laughs> fine. All right. Oh my god, I forgot. You hate <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't hate them. I'm just like, it's it's just every Coen Brothers movie I've ever watched has been like plain toast to me. You know, like I... it's just like fine. <laughs> like, oh okay, my God. I guess we'll do this. Uh, but no, this it's is your this most is controversial one. opinion. It's yeah. your it's your most wild movie opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, this is the thing that'll get me canceled. Is uh, yeah, my, yeah, my. Uh, my my lukewarm response to the Coen brothers and the, every movie they've done. Um, but guys, if you have not seen Raising Arizona, um, basically the plot of this is, is we've got uh, a, a guy, he's a, he's a criminal right off the bat. His name is H.I. McDonough, but he goes by high. He's played by Nicolas Cage in, in peak Nicolas Cage form, I will say. Um, and, uh, through his various, uh, armed robbery, uh, arrests, he falls in love with this, uh, this police officer named Ed, uh, played by Holly Hunter, who's always like booking him and taking his fingerprints and stuff like that. So they fall in love and, uh, then they get married and he turns his life straight and like, then they want a baby and, uh, Ed can't have a baby. So they hatch this plan to abduct a child from uh, Nathan Arizona and his wife. Nathan Arizona is a furniture salesman, and they have just had uh, quintuplets, uh, five or four. I don't know. They had a lot of babies. It was and five. Yeah. It was five. <laughs> it was five. It's five babies. It's five. And um, they, Ed's like, well... Um, you know, they have more than they can handle because, like, the wife jokingly said that, oh, more kids than we can handle. So we'll just take one of theirs and it, like, it will be fair. Uh, so High gets a ladder and goes up and steals the baby. Um, Nathan Jr. is the name of the baby. Um, and they're like, oh, look at us. We're happy now. And then, uh, 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 uh two of, High's like prison uh, friends, I guess. Uh, Gail and Evel, played by John Goodman and uh, William Forsyth. John Goodman, just yeah, always love to see him. Yeah, um, they show up after breaking out of prison and are kind of like crashing there. And High starts like, I guess, freaking out a little bit, being like, I've got all these responsibilities, <laughs> and you know, I've got to be like a, a responsible guy. Um, he loses his job because his boss asks him and his wife to be swingers and he punches them. And then he's like, well, I guess I got to provide for my baby. So he goes and like holds up a convenience store, which he's been wanting to do this whole time anyway. Um, at which point we're introduced to, um, he has a dream. It's very important that it's a dream. Cause like, we need to talk about whether or not any of this happened. Uh, <laughs> About like his more of like the rage of the mother that they stole this baby from being impersonated by this, uh, not impersonated, um, characterized by, uh, personified is the word, uh, by Leonard <laughs> Smalls, a, like a really rough and grimy, like biker who's like going around throwing grenades and shooting like little lizards and animals and stuff like, like yeah, he's just he's a the maniac. Dog. He's yeah. a maniac. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like that it, we're introduced to this as like that's the the personification of his inner desires but then he actually interacts with other characters it's very strange uh uh leonard small shows up to uh nathan arizona's place and he's like hey i'm gonna get your baby back you just gotta pay me like market rates for a baby um uh gail and evel end up kidnapping the baby because they find out that the baby was kidnapped and they're robbing banks and leaving the baby behind everywhere 
and Ed and uh, High are trying to get the baby back. So there's like car chases and wacky shit going on. And then uh, at the end, uh, 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 Leonard Smalls shows up and there's like kind of a fight between him and High. High blows him up with one of his own grenades. And then Ed and High return the baby uh, to the Arizonas. (laughs) And he's very accepting and understanding about it <laughs> the most chill anyone the most has chill ever been about of all time he's he's far too chill yes he's- uh, <laughs> absolutely strangers in your house returning your stolen baby just be like it's customary for there to be no questions asked uh no <laughs> no 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 none of this is customary by the way yeah and <laughs> then that's at happening. the end of the movie high sort of has a dream about him and Ed still being together because obviously there's some rockiness going on here Mm. and like it's a happy ending I don't know like they get away with child abduction and Uh, blowing up a man (laughs) (laughs) just fully blowing up a person (laughs) yeah it's wild it's wild yes I mean obviously one of the main villains here is the prison system (laughs) nothing (laughs) They just keep releasing this man. He is not. He still has all the same issues. Obviously doesn't have a leg up. Can't get shit together. They're like, will you learn your lesson? And it's like, no, you didn't do anything. (laughs) The I will say the parole scenes, like the multiple parole scenes was like, well, you wouldn't lie to us. You're better now. And he's like, yes, sir, I am. And then (laughs) like the next scene is him. Uh, him robbing a bank, not robbing a bank, robbing a convenience store. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, that's definitely one villain. I'm going to go so far as to argue that every single person in this is a villain. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Strongly agree. I with, would strongly agree with that. Because they're, they are, uh, with the possible exception of Nathan Arizona Sr., but this movie does not have a very positive view of that man. No, not at all. And why, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like like I get that he's like a rich guy and like ugh, but and like, like tacky because he's like selling furniture. But like, yeah, somebody also stole his baby. Yeah, that immediately bumps you up to like top of the list of like people who've been done wrong in this. Yes, the amount of times this child gets kidnapped is actually pretty impressive. Because <laughs> like you think normally just once, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, normally there's, like, one kidnapping. No, no, no. This kid gets kidnapped or even, like, threatened to get kidnapped a few times. Like, like, um, his boss, Glenn, is like, we want that baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Glenn and Dot, sorry, I didn't mention them, but they're, uh, they're, like, his boss, but, like, friends as well. Who, who don't question how you got a baby. Actually, they do question it. Uh, yes. how they got a baby so quickly. Um, and he's just like, that's ah, who, you know, well, who, yes, who, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I got a baby guy. <laughs> I probably would fall for that. Like if a friend of mine showed up with a baby and they were like, that's who, you know, I'd be like, all right. Like you oh probably didn't kidnap them. You're a great friend for crime. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great friend for that. Yes. Um, Yes, absolutely. I am unquestioning. I'm super gullible. Uh, you could you could get away with a lot. And that on that note, I I do want to make a statement, make this very public, where I will say I realize watching this movie that uh, yeah, I would do pretty much anything Holly Hunter asked me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why like I don't know why Holly Hunter's voice I just find so charming. <laughs> Incredibles <laughs> to Mrs uh, uh you know Incredibles and, and this movie and anything else she's been in I'm always like yeah. I'd listen to Holly Hunter if she told me to steal a baby. <laughs> oh <know>? my god. <laughs> That's so funny. I I mean they do create a very sympathetic character like that is she wants a baby. Doctors are telling her she can't have a baby. They can't. Devastating. Adopt. They do go through that. Like, Although, okay, <laughs> let's talk about these adoption people for a second. Because these people should not have a baby <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Like oh, this high couple, and like, Ed? Yes. 
Yes. Oh, of course. No, they made the right choice. Oh, of course. I just wanted to make sure that we were both on the same page with that. Like, yes, we, yeah. they can't, they, they should not have a child. This man literally cannot stop robbing places. <laughs> Most of the movie is how he has this overwhelming compulsion to rob convenience stores. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't like his job and then he loses his job. I mean, yes. arguably after the adoption process, but still. Yes, um, yes. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of red flags here. There's a lot oh. of red flags of like, yes, no, we shouldn't give you a baby. And the biggest red flag is, and I'm saying, you know, love who you love, and I'm not saying you can't uh, reform yourself and change a new life, but when an arresting police officer falls in love with a repeated criminal, marries them, and then quits the force, like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not, I don't read that situation as High has reformed himself. I look at that as High has corrupted ed yes (laughs) yes like i get it like i and i understand there she was they were like okay she's depressed she didn't want to do her job anymore and this is all makes sense but like from a if you just step back two steps you're like yeah no he is just ruining her life (laughs) yes i think ed's got a lot of issues but i think as far as the adoption agency goes you go yeah you're a repeat criminal offender uh, a cop who is quitter. Like, it's just like, that's a no go, you know? No. That's a- also, I just think the name high is, is just a non-starter for me. <laughs> it's just, it's not going down. If your name it's- is high, it's just not happening. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. And it's such a weird choice because it's like, it's one of those things that's so easily mistaken for a, a common, like, it's such a common word. Right? People say yes. hi all the time. There's multiple times in this movie where people said hi, and I was like, who are you saying hello to? I was like, oh, that's the character's name. Like, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah, I would say bye to hi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bye to hi. You're done. You're done here, sir. Also, when his two friends show up, and they do that whole, like, whipped thing. Like, oh, we can't stay here because you're whipped. And it's like, you can't stay here because you're terrible house guests. Yes. I'm whipped by uh, you. (laughs) On top of wanted criminals. (laughs) Yes. And I think this is very important because I think this movie really makes a very, very strong case for never commit two crimes at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) One crime at a time. You heard it here first, folks. The villain's right. You can commit one crime. One crime at a time. That's like, that's what lawyer, you, you, one, one crime at a time. That's like the rule, right? If you're like stealing cash, don't jaywalk. Like you gotta like just one at a time. Don't get caught for some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) What you're saying is if you've abducted a baby, don't harm criminals. Don't speed. And don't rob. Like don't, yeah, you know what I mean? Low profile. Okay. You got to keep that baby locked down. (laughs) These are missteps. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like Gail and Evel, those those guys are, I think, because I think they're villains through and through. Yes. Because they're they're obviously a bad influence on high. They're a uh, they've broken out of prison. They are like trying to to get him to like rob more banks. And then the second that. they realize that Nathan Jr. is the abducted baby who there is a big reward for. They kidnap the baby. Yeah. For Great the rewards. Yeah. Great friends. Like, Just... oh, I wonder why I didn't want you to stay with me. <laughs> like, because you'll steal yeah, my, a... my baby. Uh, <laughs> so much worse marks. than drinking all your beer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Terrible house guests. Um, and they keep leaving the baby behind. That was the thing where I was like, that actually made me slightly uncomfortable. Leaving a baby on the roof of the car and driving off. I was like, Whoa. oh my God, freaking out. <laughs> I freak out if like you do that with a coffee. Like, <laughs> like my fucking coffee. God damn it. You're like, my also, travel mug I'm sorry. deserved more. 
there's what it's one thing to break out of prison and come visit me it's another to sit on my couch covered in shit unforgivable oh yeah 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 yeah. give a ball okay you can't quick shower boys okay like there's a hose outside you cannot sit on my furniture covered in shit it's a hard rule i have in my house you're tough but fair, Rebecca. Tough, I think that's. I think that is fair. I think it, yeah. I think that's super fucking fair. And you know what's grossest about that? It's not that they were covered in shit or they had to crawl through shit to get out of prison. It's that when they stop at the gas station afterwards, they like clean themselves up a little, but then they're using like pomade, like obscene amounts of pomade to like grease their hair back. And I'm just like, you haven't had like a full shampoo at that point you know like just the idea of mixing pomade and shit into your hair is just like worse does that (laughs) no it totally makes sense (laughs) like that's that's worse right rebecca like no of course it's worse of course it's worse you're 100 percent correct yes it's fucking disgusting I couldn't believe it. I was like, guys, let's hit a bit of water here. Like, let's yeah. just let's get, let's get some taps going. OK, I don't need to see. We don't need a comb out right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't the thing that people are going to like. People aren't going to see you and be like, what disheveled hair they have. Perhaps they are escaped convicts. They're not going to yeah, do that. You know what I- They're going to be like, why are these two men running around covered in shit? Yeah, it's like if I pissed my pants and I was like, well, better put a tie on. Like, it's like, no, like, what? Why? Don't. This isn't the issue. Well, people are going to notice. Yeah. Uh, Growing up, there was like a a family friend and they had lots and lots of like pets, like dogs, cats, like rodents, birds, like Mm -hmm. everything. And they were all like kind of lived in the basement and they... uh, so like the entire basement always smelt like animal shit, right? Like, like oh, I know the animals. Yes. There's like no way mm. that you can't do it. So they would like plug in all these like Glade plugins and like oh, air fresheners no. and sort of thing like oh, that. Oh, you're just getting sick. No. Oh yeah, is... it, but to the point Ugh. of so much worse because you'd like yes. walk through this and then like your body would like move the like haze of chemicals around. Oh my so like oh, this my, no. overpowering. Mm. Oh, Rebecca's like looking visibly upset. Mm. This like overpowering like scent smell would suddenly dissipate and then just like animal shit would hit your nose. And I was just like, this is so much worse than just standard. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I could get used to animal shit. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I could get used to Glade, but the mixture of the two trying to fight each other. No good. Just like Axe over BO, man. It's like we know it's there. (laughs) Okay, it's there. It's just worse now. Just somehow worse. Oh, oh God! Yeah, smell so axe, and I'm like, oh. Anyway, sorry, it doesn't matter. I'm off. <laughs> I don't know why every time I start thinking about axe body spray, I get like a thousand yards stare going. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Okay, I don't know why we we're just getting so gross on this episode. <laughs> I guess we always kind of get gross. I'm sorry, team. A little bit. It's not. I apologize. It's, it's not an ungross movie. I'll say that is that. true. That is. I will true. say it's done artfully, but like, okay, and I I didn't like just imagine symbolism here when like Gail and Evel are like emerging from that hole in the ground escaping prison that's supposed mm-hmm. to mimic birth right because they're just like screaming the whole time and like covered in like oh i didn't honestly didn't think about it that hard oh okay <laughs> i was All just right. like oh man that shit and i do love listening to john goodman scream so sure oh yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, in yeah. Oh, man I'm john in. that's goodman all i got so from good. that yeah, excellent. Okay, so we've got good. So they're obviously bad, bad men. I don't yes. think they're defensible. They're not good people. No. Nobody um, that sits on a couch shit covered is good people. <laughs> that's just like my, that's a hard rule for me. Yeah. I, 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 while we're on the topic of them, though, I do also want to point out that like every, almost everybody in this is a criminal in, in some way, right? And yes. I really want to make the distinction that these aren't like I got arrested for pot possession and it derailed my life 
and the prison industrial complex is like corrupt and broke and like that's why people have been accused of these minor crimes or in jail and that's why their lives are fucked these aren't that's not these criminals like everybody in this is guilty of things that all of society is like no (laughs) yeah you know like armed robbery and child abduction like like those are i think societally like you know across many society we all agree that's bad oh yeah that's pretty high up on the list i think or at least like like theft is one thing but yeah like just straight up putting guns in people's faces is (laughs) that's another level yeah that's a that's a tear up for sure and every single one of these people do this like literally (laughs) i'm just gonna call him the dog because like yeah because it's like I don't That's know what if he, Dog the Bounty Hunter uh, modeled himself off of this guy, or this is just weirdly prescient, but uh, yeah, Dog the Bounty yeah. Hunter for sure. The dog literally just out here blowing up rabbits, like just little bunnies, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, so fucking funny as a, like, just as a throwaway thing of just like, oh, it just... This this dog is just pure destruction. Just rolls through and is just constantly like, like some sort of embodiment of evil, yeah. like Satan himself driving yes. a motorcycle. I did laugh very hard. With there's like a scene where there's a lizard on the rock and like he pulls out his gun and shoots it. And I was like, oh, are we gonna see something like gross, like a little lizard like blow up in like blood or something? Mm-hmm. But it just does that like very comical um, bullet ricocheting off of that sort of thing. Yeah. And the lizard just flies away like it's a tin can. I yes. crack. I cackle. I cackle. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very, very funny about a lizard being treated as a rigid object. And uh, I know that's a very particular thing to say, but it also has been used in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights where the the, uh, the dawn is petting this lizard and it's not moving at all. Like, it doesn't look lifelike. It's yeah. just like, its jaw just hinges. And that, to me, is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so when a little lizard is just, like, completely solid and, like, ricochets off of something, I don't That's- know... I- I don't know why. I'm realizing now that this is a very particular thing that I find funny. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Rigid lizard is uh, rigid lizard. Rigid lizard. <laughs> Just send your videos of rigid lizards to Craig because he—that is his particular want in life. <laughs> Not to get too psychological here, but I think it might also uh, boil down to the fact that I don't really think that lizards have the same emotions that we do. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I maybe have said this on the podcast before, but like I think like mammals, if you've got to suck on your mother's tit to survive, there's, there's like a there's like a, a a sense of community there. You know, there's like a sense of like closeness and warmness. <laughs> That I feel like, you know, we share with dogs and cats and <coughs> and lizards, I just feel are like, no, I want to like warm rock and, and heat and I eat infrared things. You know, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like they feel the same way about us that we do about them. It's got <laughs> so, so it's far funny off, but... when they're hard. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're like treated like objects rather than living things, I guess is. Yeah. Oh, my God. This got way too deep. Uh, Leonard Smalls, dog. Yes. Um. <laughs> okay, so so high like dreams about him. Yes. And at that point, you're like, okay, so he's um, like some sort of he he's like a part of self for um, high in a sense, right? Like he's this yeah. part of high. He's this destructive nature that. I can't turn off. And then he just gets folded into the story. And I fucking love that. <laughs> like, it's just like he, they, the dog exists. He plays a part. He gets blown up. Things happen. Yeah. And that's, I mean, maybe I'm just trying to make too much logical sense of a movie that wasn't intended to, but like, I think they are the same person because there is that point at the end where they're fighting and we see that, uh, Leonard Smalls has the same, uh, Woody Woodpecker tattoo as High does, mm, right? Yes. So it's like, oh, they're sort of the same. They they are the same 
and it's like him fighting his like bad urges or whatever. But there's an interaction that Leonard Smalls has with Nathan Arizona. You know, where he like goes in and is like, hey, I will get your baby back. And that's just what throws me. <laughs> Did that happen? Ah. <laughs> uh, you know, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that yet. But that's yeah, because it's like if it was like a part of him and it was actually high going in and being like, hey, like I want this reward or whatever. Then in the final scene, he'd be like, hey, I remember you, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm I don't not. think I don't think that's like an alternate personality sort of thing where he's like showing up like like you're. Yeah. Like he's playing two people. Right. Like mm-hmm. the points at which he's going and interacting with uh, Nathan Arizona. That's like his bad impulse, like trying to get rid of the baby. Um, so I'm just going to kind of assume that they are different people and or maybe real. they're the same person and he just has like a wig and a costume and a <laughs> like he just <laughs> you know sometimes he just freaks out <laughs> like yeah i i will say though in defense of leonard smalls aka dog the bounty hunter mm-hmm. um in that scene where he's he goes in and is like i'll get your baby back He's really the only one in the entire movie who is doing what needs to be done or like that's what should be happening is people should be working to get this baby back. Yeah, it kind of seems like we see that we see the police once and then never again. Yes. And they're like the FBI is here. Their feet are on your table. You're upset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we don't see them again and they are asking stupid questions. Like they're like, "What uh I forget what they're asking, but they're like, you know, there's two different police officers asking the same questions and everyone just like jockeying for position and being like, "We'll solve this." Um, you know, that they're they're fingerprinting him. And like that to to cycle back where we're like the movie treats Nathan Sr. like he's kind of a villain in this. And I think that's the mm-hmm. scene where he goes like, look at him. He cares about getting ink on his pillows and people having their feet up on his, his furniture while his baby is missing. And I got to say, if that was me and all these people just came into my house and were like totally fucking disrespecting my space when I've had something that terrible happen to me. I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, why are you have your feet up on my kitchen table? Go find my kid. Absolutely. I think I've already said in this episode, I don't care for people trashing my furniture. (laughs) 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 Absolutely not. That is a yes. I I, uh, 100% agree with this person. Like just, uh, I, (gasps) I know like, like they don't even have like a nanny. Do you know what I mean? Like they're trying to give like this like rich, these oh, like yeah, yeah. kind of like, oh, look at these assholes. And it's like they're taking care of their kids. They don't have a nanny. You know, when this when this guy is actually truly a villain is only in the final scene where he's like, oh, no harm, no foul. You got him back. Like, <laughs> like literally there's this. OK, so there's this whole scene where, you know, like um, Ed and Hi decide that they're going to give this baby back, okay, because it's not their baby and they never should have done this, very obviously, right? So there's supposed to be this, like, you know, this is redemption time. They drop this baby off in that gigantic crib in that hilariously big room that is yeah. the funniest size of a child's room. I love it so much. It is hysterical how big that room is. Um, and they're just like, looking over at the baby and they're like, we don't want a reward, mister. And he's like, well, then we're all good, huh? (laughs) Well, then we're great. You had this baby for a while. You seem fine. And also, and I, this is, this is truly the most wild point to me is like, well, take your time. You know how to get out and then leaves (laughs) the room. Just, just go out the same way you came in. What? Go out the same way you came in was actually pretty funny. <laughs> like they're just so. Oh no, it's so funny, but it's yeah. like I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, and like 
And speaking of the villainy of Nathan Sr. that this movie presents, it's like he's kind of an ass where, you know, the FBI is investigating him or like asking him questions like, do you have any disgruntled employees? And he goes, they're all disgruntled, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I don't treat them well is what he says. At least he's self-aware about it. But there is this this like he's positioned as this rich guy who has it all like he's got the family he's got he's got you know the business so he could like afford to lose this he can afford to put up $25,000 reward for his kid and like there is this demonization of him as a rich guy but like it's when did this movie come out late 80s early 90s uh 87 I think 87 okay yeah so this has shifted so much in my mind since then because this is like local rich this is like local small town rich you know what i mean yeah. where it's like it's a guy who owns his own business yeah it's That's the guy it. that has all the shitty kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like this isn't fucking jeff bezos this isn't your elon you know what i mean like this is a this dude is a f- a furniture guy. <laughs> this yes. is a man that sells furniture. I I guarantee you a lot of his wealth is currently tied up in unpainted furniture. Like yeah, yeah, in yeah. stock like, and that sort of thing. Like he's doing well, but he's not like evil well, you know? No, no one's ever been like, ooh, look at you, Mr. Coffee Table. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not. <laughs> these aren't like diamonds and rue. It's it's fine. Yeah. And we also see that he leaves his business for like two weeks to take care of his kids. Who there are five of them. And his business is already falling apart. You know, like he's yelling at yeah. people on the phones, being like, what do you mean you bought tables without chairs you idiot uh you know so this is a guy who who is very hands-on has to work this it's a very like essentially middle class like upper middle class is essentially what he is yes that's it and not a bad man honestly no. i wouldn't want to work for him but like don't i don't think anybody should detail. be stealing his kids <laughs> it's a wild opinion i know but like yeah <laughs> Kidnapping's bad, everybody. I think that's one thing we discovered. Kidnapping is bad. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And guys, uh, before we continue on, uh, we have to thank our sponsor of the episode. Thank you so much to Podcorn. We love Podcorn. They're the best. Yeah, guys. Podcorn is... uh, Hey, do you have a podcast? Uh, Independent podcast? You know, you're maybe a little small. Podcorn is this great service that actually connects you up with advertisers. So you can sort of monetize your podcast and, uh, you you know, uh, make a little money on it. Uh, Because uh, sometimes when you're just starting out, you don't really have access to, you know, these big companies that, you know, give out ads and and things like that. It can be difficult. So this is a, a, a great way to get started. And it's we we've used them many times. A lot of the sponsors that you've heard on this podcast are from so Podcorn. yes, so many of them. I would say arguably almost all, <laughs> <laughs> almost all. And there's no middleman. There's no like like they they can browse you. You can browse them. Like it's just it's so easy to use. You don't have to give up any of your rights to your podcast. Like it's it's all about support and connecting. Yeah, we love it connect- so much. And you connect directly with the advertisers so you can figure out uh, what works for you and, and, and what rates and everything like that work out. Um, it's, it's really great. You guys should check it out. We love popcorn. Uh, so to explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up at podcorn.com slash podcasters or click the link in the show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities right now. Once again, that is podcorn.com slash podcasters. P-O-D-C-O-R-N dot com slash podcasters. And thank you so much, Podcorn, for supporting the podcast. And I really do want to just circle back for a second. If we could talk about Glenn, the boss. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because there is... He sort of, him and Dot, played by Francis McDormand, who, of course, Francis McDormand is in a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, <laughs> Just nailing it. Just killing yeah. it. She's great. But they sort of show up, and they're the kind of example of shit kids. 
right? Just like yes. absolute running amok. A- another hilarious thing that will never not be funny to me is like kids get away from the car and it's just like a pack of kids whacking on <laughs> a, a car with pack like back, of kids like with baseball that is bats how you de- and stuff. Yes. Yeah, that is how you describe that group of kids. It's a pack. That's a pack of kids. <laughs> They're wolves. Yes, they are absolutely unhinged, running amok, completely uh, un unsupervised, undisciplined, just absolute shit heels. You know what I mean? Just like real, like dirty faces, and oh, the dirty faces and like carelessly violent combination in a child is like enough to get my uh, my blood boiling. You know what I mean? Oh no! Every time I see a dirty face, I'm like, that's a fun kid. Look at that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like when they're misbehaving and they've got the dirty face. I'm just like, mm. ah, no one's no one's paying attention to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're I right. Know. I don't know. I think kids are meant to be dirty. I'm yeah. like, be dirty. Come on. It's fun. Nah, Jump in the right. puddle. I did that. I got stuck in a puddle a couple times. I, uh, I I'm sorry. You're going to have to elaborate on that. What do you mean you got stuck in a puddle? Oh, well, they were like building, uh, they were building like subdivisions in and around our area. Like when I was growing up. So like it had been a cornfield and then they just piled all this dirt from like the, const- like digging all the basements and stuff. So there was like dunes, right. And people would like ride their bikes on it. It was fantastic. Like just, uh, you know, like up and down and stuff like that. But there was like this little like, uh, valley that formed between all these dirt hills and like all the water just like poured in there and created this like really thick mud. And, uh, I, we were just like me and my sister were exploring back there and like everything else is dry. And I just hopped down and just sunk about like up to my knees into this mud with both feet. And, uh, they couldn't get me out. Like my sister had to like run home and like, uh, go get like my mom and our neighbor to like come and get me. And like, uh, they had to like pull me out of the mud. It was, yeah, it was unreal. It was unreal. Uh, like literally unable to like pull my feet out of the mud. Yeah. 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 No. Oh my God. This is like the only Canadian case of, quicksand ever like you actually like, oh yeah yeah but it was one of those things where it's like it wasn't quicksand like i wasn't sinking no no, no further, I'm kidding, but, but like, yeah you know that like you know that suction of like once you go in like you can't pull it out so that you know i was like i don't know maybe like 10 at the time it was like yeah anyway i'm all for dirty kids just not those dirty kids um <laughs> but glenn's glenn's not a like i don't like glenn but yeah. i don't think that his villainy up to that point deserves the reaction that it got. He's honestly, in my opinion, he's fine until, uh, until he's like, you give me that baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, well, we want another one of our own and like, we don't want to wait yeah. for the adoption, which is stupid and lazy. It's just like, it just, you can clearly have kids just to have another one. Anyway. Um, But his big thing, like where it kind of all turns was Glenn. So high is basically confiding in him that he does not feel satisfied. He feels overwhelmed with his new responsibilities because they're basically like, do you have insurance? The kid's got to get his shots like blah, 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 blah. Understandable feeling on high's part, I will say. So he's sort of uh, confiding in (laughs) confiding. Anyway, confiding. We've Uh, all had COVID. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And Glenn, as a solution, proposes, hey, do you and your wife want to be swingers with us? Yeah. And High freaks out and basically punches him and says, like, stay away from my wife. I'm just going to say, nothing wrong with that proposal. You can be opposed to it. You can be like, that's weird, man. But he didn't. He asked, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, like... Like I kept wondering, I'm like, how, what would be protocol for that? Like, how do you <laughs> properly ask that other than leaving your garage door halfway up? <laughs> I mean. Which I just recently, I thought that was to, you know, if your, your lawnmower has fume, gas fumes or something. To like, oh, no. That's yeah? like low key. Well, no, no, I'm not saying every time. I'm not saying just roll up <laughs> to the next house you see with a garage door half open. But I'm just saying. <laughs> That generally, that is yeah. the sign. 
Well, and yeah, because like I was thinking, what are the alternatives as well? And it's kind of like, well, we'll have you all over and we'll have a few drinks and then we spring it on you to be like, oh, hey, way worse. Like, no, way worse. Way worse. Sober, think, middle of the day. Like these are, yeah, he's really putting himself out there. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you do that. Um, and you can be weirded out by it. You can be uncomfortable mm. by it. Uh, but I think you go, no, man. <laughs> You don't chase him. Oh, no. Here's where it is inappropriate. It's his boss. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. You can't ask your employee. Like, that's kind of, that's pretty much a hard rule, right? You do, (laughs) you come from a position of power. I am your boss. I want to swing with you. Inappropriate. Yeah, true. True. But I would agree. It's hard. Like, middle of the day is probably the best time to ask. (laughs) Yeah, you're not sober. Everybody's got some time to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing it now. There's no expectation, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think he's bad until he goes, give me the baby because I know who it is. Like what I thought for a second that he was going to be turning them in, be like, I'm going to turn you in and take the reward. Also legit. But the fact that he then goes like, you're fired and I'm going to take your baby. Ah, that's a dick move, man. It is a dick move. Call, like, <laughs> call the police. <laughs> Somebody needs to come get this baby. Yes. I also, like, so when the movie is wrapping up, um, we've got High talking about how, you know, I hope that, like, little Nathan has, like, absorbed some of these experiences. And I'm like, for the love of God, I hope he has not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty traumatic experience for him, all things considered. Can you imagine being on top of a car and then just very quickly not being on top of a car? (laughs) Oh, I can't even imagine. sitting in the middle of the road. I can't even imagine that as a full-grown adult. Like, if I was sitting on the trunk of a car and somebody drove away, that would be, like, not even, like, sped away. Just, like, started pulling out of a parking spot. I'd be like, this is the most terrifying thing of my entire life. Uh, I've lived a pretty blessed life. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, like a moving... Oh, yeah. Freaky. I can't imagine being a child falling from the roof of a moving car. It's obviously no. played for laughs in this because like yes, because you know it's sit- the baby's like, going to be fine and it's this heightened reality. Sitting upright like- in its chair, in his chair stall. Yeah. I mean, oh, can we talk I can we just talk very briefly about how much I fucking hate Junior as a name. <laughs> just like Nathan <laughs> Junior. Just like okay. it, I Am I am I wrong? Is this just my feeling? Am I the only one that's like truly bothered by this? Because I just always feel like I'm like, it's not enough for this human being to have your genetic DNA right, and your last name, but they must also <laughs> be like a junior to you. Yeah. Am I wrong? That seems, it just seems like you're, that's, that's a hat on a hat on a hat, man. Like that's just so <laughs> many, that's a lot. I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't ever do that myself but like i don't really have any strong opinions on it oh i got strong opinions anytime i've seen a dude i'm like oh man your parents have problems (laughs) 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 what about like okay what about naming it after like an uncle or something no no no, totally fine you you name your well i guess it doesn't work for you because it'd be different anyway like yeah but like if i named my son after my brother who i don't have (laughs) right like (laughs) this works better with real world examples at work right like yeah so i'm just telling you like if you okay so like if you named your child after your grandfather yeah who gives a fuck who cares? Because yeah, you I skipped care. a generation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. I don't care. It's not about you. Okay. But the fact that you're like, okay, this kid has my DNA. This kid has my last name. And this kid also needs my first name with a junior on it. <laughs> like, I hate. <laughs> whoa. I hate it's that t- so much. Telegraphing pretty it. hard. Like, hey, son, I'm going to be living my life vicariously through you 
for oh, the rest yeah. of your days. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're going to be playing football, like yeah, <laughs> because Daddy blew his knee out in high school. <laughs> so, so Junior's gonna do it. Um, I don't mind Junior as a nickname in reference to like the kid. Like, oh yeah, you know, like oh hey, Junior's at the uh, at the baseball game today. Um, but yeah, I get I get your point. The more I think about it, the more disturbing it is. <laughs> How do you feel about it? it's like okay, you're named after them, but you go by your middle name? Well, I think that was a choice that that child made. <laughs> at that point. I think or that the child was because like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, she's just like I'm not having two Ronalds in the house, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they had two arguments at the same time and you had to win one of them and lose the other one. And now yeah. your child, it's a junior. And what are you going to do? Even just as the senior, I can't imagine living in a house where like, you know how you still to this day, like tighten up when someone yells your name, like you're in trouble. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is something that's just so funny to me that like, we like I was on a show the other day and um the host is doing, you know, host stuff, just like talking with the audience and what have you. And um one of the people in the audience was named Rebecca. And every comic looked at me and smirked and smiled and I was like, Are we all in grade school? Like what the hell is that? <laughs> you've met right someone now? else? Before. I was like, You've met Rebecca's. We're out here. It's not like I don't have any ideas of me having a unique name. Okay, like <laughs> When I went to school, there was, you know, at least three Rebecca's in every class. Yeah. Of course, they were all, you know, Becky's and Becca's and and all that kind of stuff. Um, For, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, I obviously am none of those. (laughs) Since a child, they were like, no, you're a Rebecca. You're a Rebecca or you're a Reeds and you're nothing in between. (laughs) You're not a Becky. You're not a Becca. There's no fucking way. Uh, you got a you got a real three syllable vibe, Tia. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no, not a Becca. Nothing about me says Becca. Uh, yeah, but as a senior, I just can't imagine like hearing your say wife yell at your kid and then feeling that like level of oh, anxiety yeah. rise inside you. <laughs> you're just like washing the dishes or something. You're like, cry! Yeah. And you're like, huh, huh, what'd I oh, do? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm having a trauma response. Like, yeah. Maybe the, the answer is that the sorts of people who name their babies junior uh, are more secure than that. <laughs> they don't hold anxieties about being yelled at. That... Yeah, maybe the silver lining of that. Maybe they just don't. It doesn't absorb. Um, What do you think about this concept of like they have too much? They have more than enough. We should take some off their plate. No, I mean, not with children. (laughs) No, no. You know, like. I just like, like, no. (laughs) That's not how. End of argument. No. Like that's maybe like if the parents said these are too many kids that we can't handle them. We have to give people up for adoption. That's like a horribly tragic thing for them even to consider. So for you to decide this for them is, is, is terrible. No money. Fine. (laughs) You know, Uh, I also think you've hit it there where you're like, let me decide for them. (laughs) Yes. Because their whole motivation or their whole justification, I should say, of this is that the mother who has suddenly had gone from zero to five babies, that's a lot, jokes to a newspaper, it's almost more babies than we could handle, which is, I think, a joke that you would make if you had twins or a baby, you know, like you'd be like, oh, one yeah, baby is too much to handle. Can you um, imagine popping in a video game and having to start on like, ex- like hard mode? <laughs> yeah, that's sucks and i guarantee you the following line in that interview is it's almost too much to handle but thankfully we've got a really good support structure and a lot of people are helping out you know yeah my mom's moved back in and like (laughs) you know her his his dad is in town helping with the business you know like it's yeah we got the most ridiculous specialty crib of all time we were hooked up don't worry (laughs) yeah i mean that makes sense for a furniture guy but absolutely uh, 
Yeah, I do just really want to quickly go back to Leonard Small's Dog the Bounty Hunter because that conversation that he has with Nathan Sr. is incredibly enlightening where he says, listen, the cops aren't going to find your baby. I'll find your baby. 25000 is not enough of a reward for people to get it back because I know that people will pay $25,000 for a baby. Like there is this black market of like people who want to adopt and can't and like you're not paying market rates for like that, that's <laughs> Sorry, it's very it's just, just it's so very dark. weird to say and it's dark yeah. but in a uh, 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 I guess uh, a kidnapping and uh, what's what's the uh, what's the word oh geez what's the word for money you pay to get a kidnap back ransom ransom yeah. the word <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're in a ransom situation like he's like you gotta pay the reward that's more than what you would get for the thing, right? Like, like you wouldn't be like, hey, Rebecca, somebody stole my X or my, my PlayStation 5. $20 reward, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're not getting that, that's right. You're you're, that okay, yes, that is, a very, that is a good point. Yes. So I think he's one, Leonard Smalls in that situation is the only guy who's like understands the situation and is actually uh, providing pretty decent advice. Uh, and he's like, for $50,000, that's the rate. That's what it's going to take to find this guy. And he can't afford it. Like, that's probably not money that he wants to lose. But even, like, Leonard Smalls is like, I was a baby that was sold, and I know that I went for $30,000 in 1954. So, like, he's even taking inflation into this conversation. You know what I mean? Like... In that conversation, we see that Leonard <laughs> Smalls is the only inflation. person, <laughs> right? No, you're right. Like, you're this right. Is the guy you're who's absolutely b- right. Yes. Who's blowing up lizards and like shooting gophers and <laughs> things. Up lizards and uh, rigid lizards, and rigid. he's like, he's the one that's having the reasoned conversation <laughs> with Nathan Senior about this is how you get your baby back. This is what yeah. you need to pay. These are the services. And I will also say, assuming that Leonard Smalls is a separate person from High, he does it really fast. He finds the baby and gets the baby back. He does. He does find them really fast. <laughs> he tracks it down to High's trailer. He goes in. He puts the evidence together. Um, you you mentioned we haven't even seen the FBI at this point. No, not once. Not That's once. It. After that. Like, after they put their feet on his table with a pillow underneath, which is just so rude. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't get past the furniture. <laughs> I really am here for Nathan, Arizona. I'm here for him <laughs> and yeah. his, like, fucked up. They're fucking up his furniture. I'm I'm also furious, Nathan, if you're listening. <laughs> He's not. He's a fictional He's character. Not. He's a character. He's a pretend pretend person (laughs) yeah but i would say leonard smalls also great name for a character leonard smalls that's pretty good um only guy getting it done is what that is true he is the only man getting it done fuck yeah do you have anything (laughs) else craig no i mean it's that's it everyone in this is villains everyone's villains leonard smalls is like the least villainous of them all which is insane Mm -hmm. because he's supposed to represent uh, the worst impulses. But if your worst impulse is to go find a kidnapped baby and return it to the parents, then maybe that's the guy you should be listening to. I don't know. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I think it is time for our definitive rankings of how good uh, the villain was. Uh, Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? Uh, I've got a... Oh, I don't think this is going to come as any surprise. Uh I am. I actually am not. I, I'm just ranking the the like the whole crew. Just the okay. whole crew. Everyone's a villain here. Uh, from junior to senior, I'm going to give them a the third. Okay, everybody's <laughs> real bad, real bad up in here. Okay, this is these are some really bad people. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Fair enough. So uh, a little bit of explanation required for this. So obviously, Ooh. I said off the top. Uh, not the biggest fan of the Cohen brothers, right? Right. Um, yes. Right. Yes. So, in honor of that, <laughs> I have created the the 
well, have you scale? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so anytime that I say I don't like something, the response is always, well, have you? And they give an example of that thing. So uh, on a scale of, well, have you ever had really good eggplant Parmesan? I haven't. It's all squeaky garbage. It's absolutely, it is, it is tasteless texture. I don't care how well you make it. I'm never going to have a good eggplant Parmesan. Uh, so, on a, so on a scale of, hey, well, have you had a really good eggplant Parmesan? To a, well, have you ever had a runner's high? No, I haven't. Exercise is miserable. I can't do <laughs> It makes me feel like dying every single time. I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. Uh, so on a scale of that, I'm going to rank Leonard Smalls. Uh, well, have you seen Fargo? It's like, yeah, because, yeah, it's fine. I see what you're trying to do. It's probably the bench of the bunch, but it's still just not for me. Leonard Smalls. Well, have you seen Fargo? I have. It's fine. Great scale. Great scale. Runner's high is real, though. <laughs> I know real. it is. It's just like... <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fucking with And you. good <laughs> fish exists, too. I just don't want to... It's like it's like when somebody says, like, well, it gets really good in season three. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to push my way through two mediocre no. seasons or something. Yeah. It is... A, yeah. <laughs> Exercising to me is like brushing my teeth. It's, I stab myself in the gums a lot. Anyway, I don't know why that... <laughs> We're off the rails, guys. We're off, off. the rails. Uh, guys, if you want to support the podcast, uh, we'll get to our heroes and villains in a minute. But if you want to support the podcast, a couple ways that you can help us out. So first of all, uh, if you have, uh, if you want to provide some financial support to the podcast, oh my God, we would love that so much. Uh, you can check us out on patreon.com slash the villain was right. Patreon, if you don't know, is a monthly subscription service where you get to support the artists that you like. And hopefully... That's us. And uh, what we have is we've got a bunch of different uh, reward levels. So if you support us at different levels, you get different rewards. Bottom of the barrel, $1 a month, uh, you get ad-free episodes, okay? So uh, that whole ad that we listed, we read earlier in this episode didn't happen. Uh, didn't happen for you. Uh, it's not there. Uh, $1 a month helps support the podcast. You get ad-free episodes on Thursday. And from there, we have uh, other various tiers. We have audience choice episodes. We have early release episodes. We have two bonus episodes every month at our $7 a month uh, level where we discuss things that aren't uh, necessarily where the villain is right. This month, uh, we are doing movies we hate we are we are just ragging on some movies uh so if you want to uh check that out you absolutely can uh villain was right uh sorry patreon.com slash the villain was right thank you to everyone who's already supporting us and thank you for everyone who's uh listening and telling your friends and if you want to get in touch with us as always, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter, Villain Was Right on Facebook, and Villain Was Right at gmail.com if you want to email us. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I've got a hero. I've got a big hero, guys. If you haven't seen this video, I'm sure you have. If you care about Toronto news, um, something absolutely magical happened, and I just got to call out a hero. My hero of the week is the bee that flew into Doug Ford's mouth. Um, what a beauty. What an absolute beauty. Just ch he choked on it. Oh, I got to tell you, there's a lot of people sitting at home feeling mad satisfied, like really good. Just really good about that moment. I swear to God, I this this is how this unrolled for me. I went for a run. <laughs> Runner's high. I went for a run and I found 40 bucks on the fucking ground on my Amazing. run. I was like. Oh, yeah. Incredible. I found a $20 bill and I was like, and I looked at nobody was around. So I was like, this is the perfect $20 bill. This is great. Um, no moral obligation to give this to anybody. And then I walked two more steps and found a second one. And then I came home and my roommate was like, have you seen this video of Doug Ford? And I was like, this is my day. <laughs> That's the best day ever. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Anyway, so to that be, congratulations. You yeah. are my hero of the And for those of you not in uh, uh, Ontario, uh, Doug Ford is our, our premier, uh, the, essentially the uh, equivalent of a governor. Uh, it's, yeah, he's just trying to privatize healthcare, and I want to throw him in an ocean. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. just... 
chef's kiss to that b thank you so much b for your service <laughs> fantastic uh, i've got a i got a, i guess i've got a villain um this this weekend it's i guess kind of getting lost or getting you know in honor of being kidnapped and raising arizona <laughs> uh, there's only two times i can really think of uh, that I did get lost. So the first one, very briefly, I was so, so young, maybe like five, six years old, like, you know, kindergarten in age. And uh, we were at an air show in London, Ontario with my family. And I just remember this instant of like, all of a sudden looking around in a crowd and like my parents weren't there and just like started like bawling immediately. Um, and then like a security guard or police officer just like immediately coming up to me was like, oh, what's what's wrong and I was like, I can't find my parents. And then like my parents were immediately there. <laughs> like it was like, so it must've <laughs> yeah. been like, like maybe three to four minutes tops. Like mm. I had wandered away and then my parents realized it and like came and found me immediately. Um, but like that's stuck in my brain as a thing. Um, but then the other time that uh, I got lost was uh, I was much older. I was in Boy Scouts. I was in Boy Scouts and we had gone camping and uh, we, this was like a hiking camp where like the idea was um, some of the older boys were like actually taking their tents and like hiking to a new campsite, right? But like the younger ones, we were like going on a day trip, like out and back to the same campsite. So we didn't have to like carry our tents and, and, and things and food and things like that. So we're going out on this hike and, you know, it's like through, you know, woods and, and, and things like that. And we're supervised, like, you know, like, I think even my dad was one of our scout leaders and he was like there and they're telling us where to go and, and all the rest. And we get to this, uh, this Creek that we need to cross. Right. And the first thing that we notice when we get to this Creek is it reeks, it reeks like sulfur. Like it is so gross. And like, you know, when it's like, <laughs> yeah. you can tell it's not good because like the stones are bleached at the bottom of this river, like some real nasty happening here. Um, and there's this tree that's fallen over this creek and our scout leaders kind of go like, OK, well, we need to cross this creek. So we're just going to cross on this log. And so like me and about four other guys, so I think there was like five of us. We cross this log, you know, one at a time. We're going on the other side. And, uh, then this, this one kid goes across and he slips and just like, like full pant leg into this like stream of like, like rotten egg smelling awful shit. And they, you know, haul him out and they get him back on the other side and they go, Hmm, our leaders go, maybe this wasn't such a smart idea. I think there's another way to cross this river or this little stream a little (laughs) further up. So what there but there's like five of us already on the other side they're like don't cross back over uh just follow the stream a little ways up and we'll meet you there where we cross and we're like okay we can handle that um so we start walking and uh we in retrospect what we were i think what we thought was we'll follow the stream but there's this farmer's field that runs parallel to the stream so instead of walking like through the bush, we'll walk along the farmer's field, assuming that the farmer's field and the stream remained parallel. <laughs> and they did not. Uh, so we ended up walking up this farmer's field and we come to like a highway and we're like, well, we haven't found the oh, stream no. yet. So I guess like, so I guess like the stream should be. Yeah, the stream should be like that way, right? The stream should be that yeah. way. So they must have meant that we'd walk up to the road and meet them where the, the stream meets the road. So we just start walking down this highway. So there's just like five boys in like Boy Scout outfits just like <laughs> hiking down this highway. And we're like, well, we'll find them eventually. Like like, <laughs> like child logic where you're like, eventually the stream will hit the road. Like it has to. Just ignoring turns and everything like that. And... uh so we keep walking. We're like, huh, weird that we haven't found them in a bit. And the sun's going down and shit like that. The also, sun's going down. Yeah. And we've oh, got. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're just like, well, whatever. I, I, and I do not remember being panicked or concerned at all during this. And this pickup truck just like barrels down the highway and then all of a sudden like throws on its like brake lights and like pulls over to our, I think it crossed the high, like the two lane highway to like pull over onto our, uh, our, like the shoulder that we were walking on. 
And this guy just dro- jumps out, like, in a scout uniform. We'd never seen him before in his life. And he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> and we go, like, well, we were supposed to meet at the creek. And they're like, the rest of your troop is already back at camp. You guys have been missing. Like, and then he's like, hop in the back of the pickup truck. So the five of us, like, hopped in the back of a pickup truck. And this guy just, like, drove us back to camp. They're already cooking dinner and, like. All the rest, and they're like, "Where the hell were you?" And we're like, "Well, we just never found the stream." But like, all all's well that ends well. But like, yeah, that's Even so. Nobody di- got a badge that day. I'll tell nobody you, nobody got Jesus. a badge. I did not get a lot of badges in scouts. That <laughs> makes a surprise. <laughs> I think I was that age where effort and reward. Like I did that effort reward, uh, and I was like, I'm not fucking doing shit for a. I'm not gonna learn a knot for a little piece of fabric. I gotta sew on my uniform myself you know oh, uh, yeah. probably predictive of <laughs> how the rest of my life, life. Gonna yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> weird how those uh, oh uh you can't you can't bribe me with merit badges i'm gonna become a comedian uh <laughs> <laughs> so that's me getting lost that's, that's great it. my villain oh my god uh Guys, as always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. And you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook or Twitter, CraigFay.com for show dates. Guys, next week we're going to be covering Clifford the Big Red Dog. A class- <laughs> <laughs> you thought this one got unhinged. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, no, we're gonna, every time it's a kid's movie, we just get way weirder for some reason. (laughs) Anyway, guys, so yeah, that's next week, we're doing Clifford the Big Red Dog, and uh, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to get your feet off my goddamn coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.